Welcome to the Old Ways for the New Age podcast, where we are embracing ancient ways of being and opening our hearts to the magic of everyday life. We are your hosts, Christy and Hannah. Join us as we romance the ordinary, re-enchant our own lives with plant magic and get ourselves back to the garden. Before we get into the podcast, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the unceded land on which we live, work and record, the Wanjaraburra people. We wish to honour their elders past, present and emerging and recognise their continued connection to the land, sea and community. Hello everybody, this is Hannah and welcome back to this week's episode of the Old Ways for the New Age podcast. This week I'm going to be talking about five rituals for embracing autumn and boosting your immunity in this cooler weather. So let's just jump right in. So as we are heading into the cooler weather, we are officially in autumn now, we have surpassed the autumn equinox, we are heading towards winter, we finally felt the weather change where I live up on the mountain here just a few days ago and it's been absolutely glorious. Um, So considering all of this, I thought it would be really great to share with you some of my favorite top things to help to support immunity whilst also being intentional and incorporating seasonal living into your everyday life. So the first ritual or activity or tool that I want to explain is do walking. Now, this is something that I shared on my Instagram last week. And a few of you, actually all of you, were really surprised to know that I actually studied hydrotherapy, so the therapy um, therapy of using water as a healing modality. And so I love do walking. I actually did my like assignments in uni. One of my assignments was on do walking specifically. And do walking is when you basically harness the, the weather to create healing for yourself. So when you start to get that dewy, frosty grass in the morning, um, that's the perfect time. So you can go out and you basically start to walk. So you want to be barefoot in the grass, lots of dew, a little bit of frost if you've got it, and you want to be walking. So you want to lift your knees up high as you're walking and place your feet down one after the other for a few minutes, I would say. Um, as long as you really want to, but I would say about five minutes, three to five minutes is good, you know, 10 minutes if you want to. Uh, And then after that, you go inside and you put on warm socks straight away. And the process of this actually creates vasoconstriction, so constriction of the blood vessels, and then you get vasodilation as your feet warm up. And that increases circulation throughout the body It strengthens the body's defenses, it stimulates circulation and promotes healthy circulation, it regulates the nervous system, and it can support metabolism and so much more. So um, it's just one of my favorite activities. It's free (laughs) and it's so beneficial for the body. I I would also dare to say that it probably has an effect on the lymphatic system as well. That leads me into activity or ritual number two, and that is gua sha or dry body brushing. So We probably all know a little bit about dry skin brushing and also probably a little bit about gua sha, but these are basically tools that we can use to help to support our lymphatic circulation. Now, if you were to picture the lymphatic system, think of like your circulatory system if you've ever seen that on a diagram. Now overlay one, but without a heart to pump it. And that is what your lymphatic system looks like. So it is our body's waste disposal system. It's getting rid of metabolic waste, dead cells, dead viruses, and things like that. 
So it's really important that we keep it flowing, but it doesn't have an organ like the heart to pump for it. So that means that we need to move our lymph through physical movement. And there are particular movements in, in, you know, specifically that help with this. And that's something like rebounding on a mini trampoline. Um, but also through sweating. So movement in general, getting the sweat on. Um, and we also have some really fantastic herbs such as cleavers and echinacea that work to promote lymphatic circulation. Particularly if you are a blue-eyed person, this brings iridology into it just a little bit. Um, if you have that blue-eyed appearance to your irises and perhaps even have some little kind of yellowed or creamy dots around the outside, that is indicating to me that you are more likely to have a predisposition to a sluggish lymphatic system. And so that's me. And so every time I'm about to get sick, I feel it in my glands and my glands get swollen. And you may have experienced that yourself. And that's when I'm like, okay, things are building up in my system. I need to help my body out a little bit. So gua sha with beautiful body oils, particularly, you could use body oils that are infused with things like echinacea or other herbs that might help to shift lymphatic fluid. But in general, the act of the gua sha with the body oil is just such a beautiful way to help this process along. And also, of course, the dry skin brushing. I just personally don't like the feeling as much. And again, you could do rebounding on the mini tramp. You could um, go for a nice jog. There are many ways that you can help this out. Next ritual is still on the train of circulation and supporting beautiful circulation. But this is incorporating herbal teas into your daily rituals and routines. So you can pick beautiful warming teas this kind of this time of year. And we want them nice and warm and hot. We don't really want to be doing iced teas and iced drinks or cold water really any time of year. You don't really want stuff super iced, but definitely not as you're coming into autumn and winter. So cinnamon, think um, you know, nutmeg and beautiful warming spices, even some fennel to help with digestion and things like that, um, I think would be really fantastic. But also, of course, your ginger and your lemon and those kinds of teas are wonderful this time of year. And this is just a beautiful way for you to ground down and stop for a moment and connect if you're the kind of person who likes to build their teas every day from scratch and you have a little apothecary there and you can pull from your herbs, then that's great. But if not, collecting your teas and pulling the ones to the front of the cupboard that are better and more suitable for this time of year. And with these kinds of teas as well, you can focus on your immune supportive teas. So things like echinacea, again, fantastic this time of year as a preventative. A lot of people use echinacea when they're actually sick. And I would say that that's not really my top pick. I don't think it's terribly helpful when you're unwell. I would definitely go for something like elder or you know, andrographis or something like that, depending on what your sickness is, because it does matter which sickness you have versus which herb you use. Uh, but definitely in general, as a preventative, as a prophylactic, getting your immune herbs in via your teas is a great time to start right now. You're definitely going to be seeing a trend with supporting circulation and in, in, enhancing the amount of warming foods and spices and herbs that you're using in your day to day. In this podcast episode but the next one is transitioning to low and slow cooked foods this is something I talk about with people all the time because it's relevant for many different people in many different situations so for example if you're having trouble digesting food maybe you're having some bloating indigestion reflux these kinds of things 
warming, not spicy spices, but warming spices and aromatic spices in low and slow cooked foods that are already partially digested. That's the point of the low and slow. You don't get that kind of beautiful breaking down of, of molecules and things like that if you are cooking things fast. So the low and slow cooked foods are so beneficial for digestion and they are perfect for this time of year. So not only are you eating beautiful warm foods, but you can add, again, cinnamon, cloves, a little bit of chili if that's your vibe, turmeric, just really wonderful warming spices, thyme, get your antibacterial, antiviral herbs into your food as well, thyme, rosemary, oregano, beautiful this time of year. So a low and slow cooked meal might look like perhaps a curry, like a slow cooked curry, or also a soup or a stew. These are all examples of beautiful ways to incorporate low and slow cooked foods. But also if you're choosing to eat meat, then um, cooking your meat or pre, so like pre-marinating your meat in a kind of acid, so apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, to also help with pre-digesting the, the meat so that it's not so harsh on your digestive system. And the last point I want to talk to is working on regulating your circadian rhythms and really focusing on good sleep. As the days get shorter, we want to sleep a little bit later. And that's, I mean, that's a natural part of working with the cycles of the year and the seasons, right? In that though, we don't always have the luxury of that depending on our jobs and things, kids. So definitely just doing your best, but starting to open your curtains, open a window is even more ideal to get the sunlight into your eyeballs. First thing in the morning is going to really help to set you up well for the day and wake you up. And then also getting the darkness into your eyes in the evening. So turning off any harsh lights, maybe just going by salt lamp light or um, making sure you do a light bulb audit. I'm really big on this. So a light bulb audit in your house. So go around and have a look. And do you have any cool toned light bulbs in your home? If so, I highly recommend that you switch them out for a warm toned light bulb or perhaps something like the LIFX bulb, which is like a smart bulb, but you don't have to connect it to a smart home system. It just connects to an app on your phone and you can turn it from cool toned all the way to warm toned and you can dim it as well. And not just warm toned, but you can turn it all the way to red. And there is a lot of info coming out about red lighting in your home, but yes, um, I think that that is really important this time of year or really any time, but it's going to set you up really well to support your immunity if you're getting really good quality sleep. Also, have a look around. Is your bedroom a place you want to be? Do you feel safe? Do you feel calm? Have you eliminated work from the bedroom? Because when you work from your bedroom, that's definitely creating a different feel to that space. So that's something I used to do on the bed and now I don't. I haven't done that for many years. So that can preserve that space as like a sleep sanctuary for myself. Also, do you like your bed sheets? Do they feel really good? Is your bed warm enough in winter? Like, do you have a nice duvet? Maybe you like a weighted blanket, but really focusing on good sleep. And what are your rituals around bedtime? If you're just, you know, going straight from the computer and then doing your teeth and trying to crawl into bed, chances are you're not going to be having the best sleep and maybe even it takes you a little bit longer to truly to switch off depending on how exhausted you are, right? But we don't want to be exhausted, exhausted. Like we want to support our adrenals so that can lead back to our beautiful 
um, healthy teas and our really nice food and all of these activities that we've already talked about. But really just, you know, have a, have a portion of the evening that is the same. It physically triggers your body into relaxing and turning off those stress hormones. Maybe it's doing your skincare routine by candlelight or, or by salt lamp light or something like that. And then spraying a nice room mist. I do that every night before I climb into my bed. And that is a trigger for my body to go, ah, it's sleep time. And I find that really helpful. Uh, but also, do you have, again, the room warm enough, cool enough? You, you know, do you have you switched off screens for at least half an hour before bed? That's really important. Uh, so is your sleep routine really beneficial for your good health and good sleep? And is your space feeling like a sleep sanctuary where you feel comfortable and at peace and just really feeling like you're ready to drift off into sleep? So they are my top five rituals for embracing autumn and boosting your immune system. I definitely want to talk more about immune supportive herbs and the nuances within that, like when I would use Antigraphis and when I would use Astragalus, for example, two very different things. So much more I would like to discuss about this autumn winter season and supporting your immune system in the coming weeks and months. If there is something you think you'd like to hear from me, you'd like me to discuss, for sure let me know on Instagram. And I want to remind you that we've actually figured out that you can leave a review. So I'm actually going to put up a little video on Instagram to show you where you can leave us a podcast review. Super helpful for us and for other people who are looking for a fantastic new podcast to listen to. Uh, but yeah, I hope you're all having a wonderful week and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. And just thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us and for listening in. We know your time is sacred and special and we appreciate you spending yours with us. Please feel free to go ahead and follow us on Instagram at oldwaysforthenewage underscore podcast to see more of what we talk about here. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, bye for now.